We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Once again, we are privileged to come to you from this studio in Barcelona to bless God's holy name. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we will forever thank you. You are a good God. You are a merciful Father. An opportunity and a door that you have opened for us. But Father, we cannot go through without you. Every step of the way, we need your help and your assistance. Today, we ask for receptivity. Today, we ask for understanding. Father, you have said in your holy word that your ministers, your pastors, to be precise, will feed your people with knowledge and understanding. Today, that is my intention, and I ask for your blessing and all your anointing. Grant me clarity of speech and grant your children understanding and knowledge about Jesus Christ. Take absolute control. We pray in the name of Jesus that your will be done in this very place. This gathering, all the viewers, and the gathering everywhere is unto you and not unto any man. Therefore, may your will be done. Satan desist. Leave the children of God and their minds alone to serve the living God. Father, we thank you for answered prayers. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. As I said, we are more than blessed. Today, just for a short while, I just want to continue what we started yesterday. God's deliverance through Jesus Christ. Many have been asking what is the title for the message is Jesus, our deliverer. Jesus does so many things as I'm about to read from the scriptures to you. But for this very season, every hearer, everybody hearing me should know Jesus as our healer and apply it. Apply it. I'm going to take it very simple and I'm going to talk about the basics of Christianity. Glory be to God, especially with this dispensation that we are living in, this New Testament. I'm going to read a number of scriptures today. The first that I want to read is 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I start from verse 1, the King James. I'm going to read other versions as well. But the King James says, I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of the wisdom, declaring of wisdom, I beg your pardon, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know nothing, anything among you, save Jesus and him crucified. For and I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my, pre and my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I'm going to read the verse 1 and 2 again 
especially it's the verse 2 that I want. He says, I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Let me read another version. He says, when I came to you, this is the Good News Bible. He says, when I came to you, my friends, to preach God's secret truth, I did not use big words or great learning. Whilst I was with you, I made up my mind to forget everything except Jesus Christ and especially his death on the cross. Amen. Now, what this portion of scripture is telling us that the most important thing for us as a church is for everyone to benefit from Jesus Christ. Not everyone to benefit from Jesus Christ. He goes on to say, especially the good news, that uh, King James says that, and his him crucified. Who is Jesus? What is Jesus to me? What benefit do I get from Jesus? Then he goes on to say, what does him crucified does for us collectively as a church or does for us individually? Everyone should know this. We started last week, started talking about Jesus Christ is a means of our deliverance. It's a, something or probably God's design in this dispensation that is in this era that we are living. Every one of us, through Jesus Christ, we are delivered. As I tried to prove to you last week, and we are going to read a few more verses of scriptures. Now, the Bible tells us in Romans, if you want to come very quickly to Romans, or take note of it, if you are taking note, Romans, or probably I should quote it, Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Talking about Jesus Christ, the Bible says that if God didn't rehold Jesus, in fact, let me read from the, he says, verse 32, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us. Please take note, for us all. How shall he, not with him, also freely give us all things? Are you there with me? The key word seen here is that God delivered Jesus for us all. Are you there with me? And he goes on to say, and how shall he not with him? Are you there with me? So God is using Jesus to give us all things, not only deliverance. Jesus is our all, everything that we need, namely financial breakthrough, namely our health, our family, every aspect of life, every aspect of life. God's blessing for us is through Jesus Christ. It's true faith in Jesus Christ. Today, I want to go very quickly to John chapter 3 and read a few verses of scriptures. And out of it, I'm going to explain the condition laid out. And please, I'll beg of us that we accept and respect God. Hallelujah. If we respect man and the laws and the manuals that he gives us, for us to get the best benefits of our gadgets, of our mobile phone, 
of our cars and what we have. Are you there with me? Sometimes even we don't read the manuals, but people tell us that this is what we should do, and we believe it. How much more God is somebody hearing me? And I believe this portion of scripture is so interesting because here Jesus says something very unique, talking to Nicodemus. said to Nicodemus that I'm expecting something better from you because you are supposed to be a leader. You are supposed to be a teacher. You are supposed to be an elder. You are supposed to be in the faith for a long time. And I was expecting more from you. Telling us that sometimes we can be in the faith for a long time but do not know what it takes or how to apply certain truths. Let me just say this. Not long ago, we have a car that we've had for over a year. But I learned something very new about last week. After driving this car for a little over a year, I learned something very new. How much more would our work with God and today be determined to, be, to benefit from this teaching. Because we are here, one, according to God's word, to feed you with knowledge and understanding. And out of this knowledge and understanding, you would have breakthroughs in the name of Jesus. I see somebody being blessed. I see somebody getting understanding. I see somebody's relationship with Jesus becoming better and better. Now, in John chapter 3, this is what Jesus says about himself. As we have read in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, that God uses Jesus to give us all things. But this is specifically, or today my message is specifically on deliverance. The deliverance that we get from God through Jesus Christ and how to be delivered. What has been written for us. I read, he says, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus. This is John chapter 3, and I read from verse 1. Named Nicodemus, the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher comes from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. The Amplifier says that you cannot be a proof producer. You cannot prove are you there with me? Unless, so he proved, Jesus proved that there is a God in heaven. Now you and I are expected to prove that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Our neighbors, our loved ones, our work colleagues, we are to manifest Jesus. Christ is to be formed in us completely. So when Paul said to them, that I don't want, I know the church in Corinth is vibrant, the church in Corinth is doing very well, but all that I want to know is you, your relationship with Jesus. What has Jesus done for you? Do you understand Jesus and do you understand him crucified? The Good News Bible says that him, the effect on the cross. And let me just say this as I repeat. The effect on the cross has benefit collectively and has benefit individually. But today my target is the individual blessings. Jesus dying on the cross, or Jesus, the individual blessings that we get. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody being blessed? Now, I read on. It goes on to say, verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. 
Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto you that you must be born again. The wind blows where it is listed, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Verse 9. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? And this is where I want to start from. Verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto him, Are thou a master of Israel and knoweth not these things? Are thou a master of Jesus? Have you been in the faith all this while and you do not understand these things? Now, anytime Jesus used verily, verily, it's like he's emphasizing, he's stressing on a, a point. In this very portion of scripture, you could tell, so far we've read about two places and we're about to read three places that he says verily, verily. When he says verily, verily, it means that he's putting emphasis. He's stressing that this is so much to the point that Jesus says, I know what I'm talking about. If Jesus is talking about and he says, I know, then it means that we have to pay particular attention particular attention, make sure that we study to find exactly what is expected from us. What can we do practically to experience these blessings? Is somebody hearing me? He says, verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak that we do know and we testify that we have seen. And he received not our witness. Are you there with me? So he says, that, listen, I'm not just talking. I want you to know that I know exactly what I'm talking about. Then he goes on to say, if I have told you earthly things and he believe not, how would you believe if I tell you heavenly things? Are you there? Then he goes on to say, no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. As Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness, even must the Son of Man be lifted. Okay, so here he goes back to Nomes. This incident happened in Nomes chapter 21, where there was trouble and people were dying. And Moses prayed. And God says that this is the condition. It's all recorded in Numbers chapter 21. Last week, our sister read it. You can read it for yourself. But Jesus likened his deliverance ministry into that. Are you there with me? He says, as Moses did that, so, but the condition for you and I is said that, verse 15, whosoever believes in him should not perish. Meaning that in those days, what God said was that, Keep your concentration. Don't keep, you know, the serpents were moving on the ground. Creeping things, moving on the ground, biting the people. And he says, you know what? Where the trouble is coming from, do not put your concentration there. Do not put your concentration there, but look up. Look on the serpent on the pole. That was what Moses was told to do. And those that believe God and those that believe Moses survived. 
And Jesus says that this is how my deliverance ministry is. Do not look at where the trouble is. Do not pay attention. Because the more you pay attention to where the trouble is coming from, the more you will faint. The more you will not survive. Now, the thing is, are we going to believe God? Or we are going to just hear this and just discard it? And I tell you, those that are believing God are surviving. Is somebody hearing me? Those that are respecting God and believing his words are surviving. You know, I'll give you an example. The Bible says that with Jesus Christ, it takes a lot of belief. A lot of belief means that uh, move your attention from any other thing, but be determined to achieve what is written about him. Is somebody hearing me? I will end by reading some of the things that we get from Jesus Christ and how to obtain it. But I'll give you an example. The Bible tells us, as I said last week, in John, no, Luke chapter 8, about the woman with the issue of blood. Again, in Matthew chapter 9, it's the same is recorded. And um, Mark chapter 9, again, the same is recorded. And out of it, or when you read all together, you can, because the, the whole thing were not, I mean, every writer had something unique. So when you read all these portions together, you get a clearer picture. Is somebody hearing me? But one of the interesting things about it is that there were a lot of people around Jesus. Jesus was heading for Jairus' house because proud to that, according to um, Luke's Gospel 8, verse 43, Jairus came to Jesus saying that, can you come with me to my house? And Jesus says, okay, I'll go with you. On the way, the Bible says that a lot of people were around Jesus, pushing themselves against Jesus and that. Then this woman came and got her breakthrough. Okay, but Mark's Gospel says that this woman has heard of Jesus and faith comes by hearing you and I. This is God's condition. Take it or leave it. It's just like you've gone to the shops, and the price is £1.50. It's take it or leave it, isn't it? The can of Coke is 79p. Take it or leave it. Now, God is telling you that faith cometh by hearing. You want to build your faith? Hear the word of God. Hear preaching. Take it or leave it. You know, the Bible, you know, there's one thing that I want to say to us Christians. Are you there with me? The Bible says something interesting in Mark chapter 4, verse 24. It says, Take heed what you hear, because faith comes by hearing. And he says that the measure of meat that you meet, it will determine what will be measured back to you. Are you there with me? Meaning that, you see, let us not be deceived. This, through this word, people have been empowered. Through this word, people have experienced the divine nature. Through this word, people have experienced God in a way that you cannot even comprehend. Now, he says that what you hear, it is your responsibility. Amplify says that the measure of thought and study you give determines the virtue and the knowledge that is given unto you. Meaning that somebody superior is dishing out virtue and knowledge. But it is dependent on your study. It is dependent on your effort that you put. What your thoughts towards what you hear. So if we are hearing these things, these little, little principles that can make Jesus real. 
Because we are going out there to tell people about Jesus. I know there's a song that we used to sing when we go, who is this Jesus you talk about every day? He is my, or he is my, every. are you there with me? So we are going out. We are going out to make Jesus real. And we should have the breakthroughs. We should have the answers. Christ should be formed in us. The Bible talks about the church, that they were Christ-like. They were Christ-like. And these are the things that Paul says, that when I came to you, when I came to you, I didn't want to know what job do you do? Have you been paid? Have you eaten? I didn't want to know anything about you, but I wanted to know Jesus Christ and him crucified. Are you benefiting from Jesus Christ? Are you benefiting from him crucified? Or you just come to church and you go back into the same problem and he says nothing is changing. And very soon you are going to throw the towel. Very soon you are going to say there is no God. But the fact of the matter is that there is a God, but there is a way to serve him. That is what we are talking about. If God says, listen, Jesus Christ is your, belief, is your deliverer, but I want you to believe in Jesus. And I'm giving you a classic example of somebody that heard of Jesus. The Bible talks about Jesus in Malachi. We don't know what exactly the woman heard, the woman with the issue of blood heard about Jesus, because there were so many instances where it is recorded that as many that touched him, they were healed. But the Bible says specifically in Malachi chapter 4, long before Jesus was manifested, long before Malachi chapter 4 verse 2, that this Jesus, the son of righteousness, there will be healing in his wings. Now the word wings there is the word, the borders of your garment, the ends of your garment. There are so many words, skirts, so many words. So the translators put wings. Are you there with me? And if you read the account well, this woman, as people were heading to Jairus' house, just people were enjoying Jesus' company, this, this woman was determined to be healed. The Bible says she has spent all oh, a lot of money and she wasn't healed. And now she heard of Jesus has come to town. And she creeped because the borders of your garments will be down. She creeped and then probably people were stepping on their fingers for her to bleed more, for her to get hurt. But she touched the hem of her garment, the borders of her garment, and she was made whole. But one of the interesting things about it is that she heard of Jesus, which is faith comes by hearing. Then her actions were that she said, she said, she said with it. He says that this is, this is what, I don't want financial breakthrough from Jesus. It says, she said specifically, this is what I want. And this is what we are going to learn. Jesus, according to what I have read, he is everything to us. Everything to us. But it's not all of us that need financial breakthrough. It's not all of us that need healing. It's not. So this, this, there's a way to receive from Jesus. And that is exactly my message today. But for this season, every one of us should learn how to receive deliverance from Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? So this woman came specifically for healing. Specifically for healing. And this is what God has said about the Messiah. That the Messiah will be so anointed that at the borders of her clothing, if you touch, you will be healed. And she did it. But before she did it, she vocally said something. And that is the same way that we claim to say to be saved. And that is the same way, not only to be saved, that is the same way we get all deliverance 
I will announce to you. You have to say something either loudly or within yourself, but it has to come from your heart. Are you there with me? Coming from your heart, meaning that there is no doubt. It is settled. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let's go on. Verse, we just read what? Verse 15. And whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And I've given you a classic example of this woman that believed and the actions that she took. Then verse 16 says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So the emphasis is on believe. Believe, believe, believe. So we have to work on our belief. Are you there with me? We have to work on our belief. The things that we say and the actions that we take after we have said it. Are you there with me? It goes a long way to bring our breakthrough. I just want to say this. That we are serving a good God. We are serving a powerful God. But God's power is not to everybody. The Bible says it. That. In Romans chapter 1, verse 16, it says, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it's the power of God. But the power of God is not to everybody. It's not only everybody walking on the street, everybody trying to queue to go into the supermarket that experiences the power of God. It's those that believe. It's those that believe. The power of God is manifested in those that believe there is not only becoming born again, but all form of deliverance are done this way. Is somebody hearing me? Now, we come to Galatians chapter 1. There's a lot in the epistles. A lot, a lot, a lot of things about this Jesus. But I'll give you an example and how to apply it. And I pray today in the name of Jesus that this truth will enter your heart and apply it straight away. I quote the main verse of scripture again. He says, when I came to you, I didn't come with excellency of speech or with wisdom, enticing words of man's wisdom. I didn't want to know anything among you except Jesus and him crucified. Another plainer Bible that I read is, except Jesus and his cross. I will ask you, I throw this question to you. Are you there? What is Jesus to you? What is Jesus to you? How practical is Jesus? Are you enjoying Jesus? Because God has given. Say, for God so loved the world that he gave Jesus. Now, individually, or you are part of a group. Part of a group and enjoying, oh, I'm part of this church. I'm part of temple of God. I'm part of this church. But how about you when you go into your closets? When you are alone? When there is pain? Are you getting your deliverance? Are you getting your healing? Are you getting your breakthrough? Are you applying it? Now, Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10 tells us about how to apply Jesus. When you find the truth of what Jesus can do, believe it unconditionally. When they say believe in your heart, meaning that believe without your senses. When you are believing with your senses, that means that it's what you see. But believe unconditionally. The Bible says that the woman heard of Jesus. And irrespective of the people, she determined that I will get my breakthrough. Jesus said, who touched me? And Peter says that. Why are you saying who touched me? Because a lot of people are touching you. A lot of people are touching you. A lot of people are suffering from this. Whatever is happening. People are losing their job. What is going to happen? How am I going to pay my rent? 
let your concentration be on Jesus. Then you will experience miracle. In the book of Galatians, Paul says that why? You started so well. He said that he that gives the spirit. How does God give the spirit? Through the hearing of faith. He said, how does God work miracles amongst you? How does God work miracles? I have seen a lot of miracles. I have seen a lot of miracles. I remember when we were growing up as a young pastor. I sat at an example and this sister who had one child wasn't happy. I said to her, listen, I have four children. And I come to church long before you. You only have one child and you are always late. She wasn't happy with me. But little did I know that there are certain things that when you do, it brings about the miracles of God. Galatians says it. It's a God who does miracles. How does he do it? How does he do it? You see, he does it by the hearing of faith. In those days, as a preacher, I was hearing messages, playing messages, playing this thing, playing messages. And this was how the supernatural strength and how the miracles were happening. How the miracles were happening. You see, we have to accept this and accept it early. We have to accept this and accept it early. I remember many years ago, as a young usher in the church, we were preparing for somebody's wedding, and as we were moving the chairs, we were moving this, moving ice into a fridge, and doing this, and bringing the drinks, and that ushers were trying to set up the place, transform the church before the congregation and the uh, visitors come in. I had a big cut on my hand, and I didn't know. It was when I went home to change, to have my bath and bring my family to the function that I saw this big cut and the blood has dried. I didn't even feel it. And I tell you, if I had known then when I had a cut, I would have stopped what I was doing. But because my concentration was on God's work, my concentration was on God's work, the blood would have flowed a bit. And he says, I'm not, I'm not getting his attention. I'll stop. I'm not getting his attention because he needs my attention to flow. Give me, oh, give me more tissue. Give me more tissue. Then the blood says, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll flow. I'll flow. I'll flow. Give me more tissue, please. Who has a, who has a plaster? Then the blood is also saying, listen, all the attention, his faith is on me, so I'll flow. But it flowed, 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 so much that it dried on my hand, and I didn't mind it. He says, listen, his attention is not here. His attention is on something else. I have seen it over and over and over again. Over and over and over again. Over and over again. I tell you, the messages that we hear, the Bible that we read, sometimes things are determined against us, but God doesn't permit it. In the book of Galatians, Paul was trying to explain that, listen, now that you know God, why are you doing this? Then he corrected himself and he said, rather known by God. So listen, if you have accepted Jesus Christ truly, that means that God knows you. God knows you. God knows and he knows everything about you. The hair on your head. The, I mean, in your stature, he knows everything about you. The Bible talks about Cornelius doing his best to know God. And God intervened, sending an angel, and the angel gave the exact address where Peter was. So I believe that if we serve God and receive what he has for us, Jesus Christ, we are rather known of God. 
And I tell you, one of the best, you know, people say, oh, I know this, I know uh, this person, I know uh, John, uh, Boris Johnson, I know this, but one of the ultimate, one of the ultimate, I, 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 I can't even say, but to be, to, for God to know you is a big thing. Is somebody hearing me? Now, let me read this very quickly and close. Paul, Galatians chapter 1. Okay, so here, verses 1 to 4, it just talks about one of the things that Jesus is for us. And we are going to get it today in Jesus' name. And I'm going to show you how to go about it. He says, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ. God, the Father, who raised him from the dead, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches in Galatia, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so now the subject is turned to Jesus Christ. Are you there with me? Is somebody following because see verse 4. Who gave himself? So he's talking about Jesus Christ. Okay, and out of this verse 4, we see one of the things that have been written. Are you there with me? I showed you that Jesus says, there are so many things written about Jesus Christ as early as Genesis, that the seed of a woman will bruise the head of the serpent. All these things have been fulfilled. Are you there with me? Now, in our dispensation, in our in the time in which we are living in, these are the things written about us. Are you there? These are the things written about us. Isaiah chapter 61 also has things written about us that will be trees of righteousness. Are you there? Planted by the Lord. Now, how do you know righteousness has a life in it? Are you there with me? Sometimes you are suffering demonic dreams. Are you there with me? Sometimes you are suffering certain attacks. Or when you go into certain realms, people are not seeing God in you. It's because of righteousness. And what is the righteousness? Righteousness is faith in Jesus Christ. Anytime that you act on the command of Jesus Christ consistently, a life comes into you. Sometimes you may not even know. You may not even know. The Bible talks us, tells us in Galatians that if the law had life, then righteousness will come out of the law. Are you there with me? So righteousness has Zoe, the God kind of life. And I tell you, the God kind of life, when you exhibit it at your workplace, when you exhibit it at home, when you exhibit it in the church, when you exhibit it in the neighborhood, it's a superior life. It's a superior life. You will be rewarded at your workplace. I mean, the divine ideas and the wisdom that will be exerted from you at home. You'll be a better wife. You'll be a better husband, a better father to the children, better mother. Are you there? Because the divine life is flowing out of you. And how does God do it? He says it's righteousness. And the, this righteousness is imputed unto us when we have faith in Jesus Christ. Very simple. Is somebody understanding me? These are just the basics. These are just the basics. But what I realized is that some of us who have accepted Jesus Christ are just taking off straight away and do not know how to do, how to apply certain basic things. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? Now, I read the verse 4. Okay, verse 3, it says, Grace be unto you, and peace from God the Father, and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins. One, Jesus gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from the present 
evil world. Are you there with me? So one of the benefits of the cross is that Jesus delivers us from the present evil world. From the present evil world. From the present evil world. Now, the translators of the Bible, all right, the world here is eon. E-I-O-N, okay? Which means age. Are you there with me? We are living in a particular age, but it is evil. But Jesus has delivered us. He goes on to say, evil world, according to the will of God and our Father. So God's intention is that everybody that accepts Jesus Christ shouldn't suffer the effect of the evil age that we are living in. What are some of the effects of the evil age? I'm going to say a few of what Jesus says. Jesus says that the evil age, as I close, I think I've gone a little past my time. Sorry. Just give me about five minutes. Okay. Now, Jesus says, okay, let me give you an example. This eon is mentioned in a number of places. In the sermon of the sower, okay, he makes, he says something that a group of people, come with me to Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 13, okay. Matthew chapter 13, he talks about the one that falls in tongues. Are you there? The seed that falls in tongues. Is somebody, yeah? Okay, in verse 22, okay, whilst he was explaining the seed that falls in tongues and the chokers, Eon is mentioned. The evil of Eon is mentioned. Are you there with me? That, that means that uh, when the word is not having any effect on you, you are not growing, then that means that you have not gone through the deliverance. You have, you know, you, you have accepted Jesus Christ and you are enjoying his healing. You have accepted Jesus Christ and you are enjoying his uh, prosperity. You have accepted Jesus Christ, and, but you are not receiving the deliverance that God's will wants for you. You get it? So, I, I see, don't get me wrong. The Bible tells us in Romans that Jesus is the means in which we get everything from God. So, it is our responsibility to learn how to get particular things from God. And today, my argument or my reasoning is on deliverance. Are you, are you seeing it? Let me read about two or three verses of scripture. Okay. Are you seeing verse 22? Verse 22, whilst he was explaining in um, Matthew chapter 13, this is what he says. Verse 22, okay? This is what he says. He that received the seed among tongues is he that hears the word. And the curse of this age, the curse of what? This age and the deceitfulness of riches. It doesn't make the word any. You know, the word of God is very powerful. Psalm 19 says, if you are stupid, you want to be wise, it's through the word. It says, if you are discouraged, you want to be happy through the word. Psalm 19 has, a, the word is so powerful. But the evil age stops the word. It becomes tones. It becomes tones. And the things that they are saying about the word, you do not benefit. You hear and you don't give any study and thought to it. All this preaching that we preach in this assembly, you don't get steady and thought to it. So the divine energy, the virtue, it doesn't enter you. Moral, moral residue does not enter you. Is somebody hearing me? You see, 
You see, there, there, there is a way. Let us accept it. I believe that all this studio, I believe that our brother has read a lot. And may God bless you and increase you, even at this time. I believe that every gadget, everything that is helping us transmit comes with a manual. And I believe that you are, everything has been set according to what the manual says. That is why it is working to the glory of God. Now, it's about time. If we have believed man, it's about time we believe God. Are you there with me? He says, Galatians, he started by writing to them that God has a master plan. And the master plan is that through the death of Jesus Christ, through his crucifixion, everybody that accepts Jesus Christ should be delivered from this evil world. To deliver from this evil world. Let's read on. Okay, this is verse 22. Then verse 23. Okay, it says, he that received the word on the good ground is he that hears the word, understands it, and bears. Then look at verse 24. Another parable he put forth, saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man that sows good seeds. And whilst he slept, his enemy came and sowed good, bad seeds into his midst. Now look at verse 39, whilst he was explaining it. Who is the enemy? Okay, so the effect of this evil world, Jesus was talking, he said, the enemy that sows is the devil. And the harvest is the end of the age, the end of the world. That is eon. Are you there? So we find out that we are living in a season that will come to pass. But there are evil effects that affect our work with God. You see, I have to stop, unfortunately. But we will continue one day. The thing is, right, uh, this evil age has a God. Um, Corinthians says that uh, the God of this world. Are you there? So Satan has a God of this age. And he is not promoting Christianity. So it is Christ that breaks it. But you have to accept that. And how do you accept it? Believe in your heart that this is something that Jesus does. So you will confess it with your mouth. Then you are set free. But if you haven't done that, you have not been set free. Galatians chapter 1 verse 4. You have to make sure that you are benefiting from it. And we could go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 19. Another thing that Jesus does for us. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Another thing that Jesus does for us. Galatians chapter 5, verse 24. Another thing that Jesus does for us. Galatians It goes on and on and on and on. But all these things, let me just say this. The Bible says, let the redeem of the Lord say so. This is Psalm 120. Are you there? 107, I beg your pardon. Psalm 107, verse 1. Let the redeem of, if God has redeemed you, will you have to speak out? But you speak out, the New Testament tells us in Romans is that when you find the truth, get it into your heart unconditionally and say it. Unconditionally and say it, that Christ, say Christ, has redeemed me from this evil age. Amen. That's it. Then you go to the next one. Search the scriptures. Search the, you find out that the cares of the world will not have any effect on you. We all have cares. Are you there with me? You know, let me just say this. Right? Those of us who receive water bill, if you receive water bill, do you realize that there's no way to check it? You just accept it. How much more? If the Bible tells us Galatians chapter 4, that Christ has redeemed us. Christ has delivered us. The word is delivered us from this. From this. And you see, Romans chapter 8 says, that who is going to bring Christ again? Romans chapter 10. Who's going to, verse 8, who's going to bring Christ again? But the word is 90. 
even in your heart and in your mouth. So it takes our heart and our mouth to receive all forms of deliverance. Everything that you find out that Christ has redeemed, you just speak it, believe with your heart, just as you have received your water bill. We don't check how many kilowatts, how many grams have used, how many days. We don't check, but we just go and pay. Sometimes in our mobile phones, we don't check it. Unless you are PD. That is Pastor Darling. Uni says it's true. We are, we are not going home today. We must as well go with uh, Dennis and Sham. Glory be to God. Is somebody hearing me? Please, 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 please. We could go on and on and on and on and on and on. Let me read the Galatians again. This is what God has done for us. This is written, documented. Let's believe it. Let's speak it out. Make sure it has entered from your heart. Listen, the only way it will not work is that it's not coming from your heart. Even as you are speaking, you don't believe it. But if you put it in your heart and you speak it, gather all of them. Gather all of them. And even prosperity, that's how we do it. But this is not the time for it. I just want to center on verses of scriptures which says that through the crucifixion of Christ, you and I have been delivered. And there is something called an evil age. And the evil age is that as you sow good things, Satan comes to intercept it with bad things. Then the end product is why? But whilst men slept, well, it's an effect, it's an effect of the evil age. How come a church starts this way and ends this way? How come Christianity started this way and ends this way? How come witches are having its field day trying to seal the effect of the cross? Bewitching people left, right, and center. Is somebody hearing me? I believe today you have been blessed. And I just want to thank God for, his, for this opportunity. I would end here and just bless the name of God. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you listen to this over and over again. And I believe that God is going to use this very thing to explain to you so that Christ will be formed totally in you. You know, one of the things that we have is that we have an ability to crucify the flesh. The flesh is very rebellious. The things that the flesh wants to do is very opposite to the things of the spirit. And there's a fight going on. But through what Jesus did for us, are you there with me? And in the same way we do and we speak it out from our heart and you begin to experience, but not forgetting that the Bible tells us that give a study of thoughts to these things. For the life of God, life of God, it flows through when we give thoughts to things. You remember when Jesus started his ministry, I talked about it last week, that renew your mind. And Paul says to the book of, in the book of Romans, to the Romans and to you and I, that a great change can come into our life where a caterpillar, metamorphosis, a caterpillar could change into a butterfly. You see, our lives can be changed greatly when we renew our mind. He said we shouldn't be conformed. Either if we have been in the Christendom, you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you are still thinking the same and you are still applying the same principle before you came to Christ, then I will announce to you that unfortunately you are, you are not benefiting of what Christ did for you. So when Paul came, he says, I don't want to know everything, anything about you, but individually, do you know Jesus? Do you know who he is? Do you know what he's for? And do you know what his crucifixion has done for you? Then he goes to the next person. He goes to the next person. He goes to the, That is all that he wanted to know. And this is my message today. 
I believe you have been blessed. And may God bless you and keep you. Have a good week. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.